Welcome to the Immigrant Stories Program. I'm your host, Walter Gallagher. This year, 2023, the people of Carbondale and the Roaring Fork Valley and the people of the Pine Ridge Reservation held 40th anniversary celebrations for their community access radio stations. KDNK in Carbondale and Key Lee Radio on Porcupine Butte in Porcupine, South Dakota, the center of the Pine Ridge Reservation. Keeley was the first Native American-owned and operated radio station in the United States, and the idea for the community station grew out of the Wounded Knee occupation. It took 10 years to flower, but flower it did almost 10 years to the day after the beginning of the occupation on February 27, 1973. My interview today is with Tom Casey, who joined the station as a volunteer DJ in 1985 and has been with Keeley Radio for the last 37 years, wearing all the hats necessary to keep a small, underfunded community station alive and well. I first met Tom in 1970 when we were VISTA volunteers and Colorado University master's degree students on the Pine Ridge Reservation. We've been dear friends ever since. I figured two stations' 40th anniversary celebrations were a perfect time for two old friends to get together and talk about life and radio. Tom Casey, thanks for joining me for the Immigrant Stories program. Uh, I wanted to talk to you because, well, first of all, you're one of my dear friends, and we've been friends for, what, over 50 years? And yes. I'm hooked up. 1970, exactly. A long time ago, Tom, you were, uh, you are Mr. Radio. Uh, you've been involved with Keeley Radio on the Pine Ridge Reservation since when? 1985. And your, Keeley just ce- celebrated 40 years, didn't they? 40th anniversary. 40th anniversary. The interesting thing is uh, KDNK just celebrated its 40th anniversary. So we're sister stations in a way, and since we're kind of brothers, I thought we could get together and talk radio. What do you think? Yeah. Tell me okay. Tell me the the germination and the, kind of tell the Keeley radio story. First of all, what does Keeley mean in Lakota? Keeley in Lakota is, is like extraordinary. Extraordinary. When you say Keeley, it is extraordinary. Huh. So that's became the name. Um, there was uh, 1973 uh, happening in Wounded Knee where the American Indian Movement kind of took over the community. They were taking a stand and, on a number of different issues involving Indian country. And so the, the stand there lasted about 71 days. But in there, there came, you know, an interest in doing a number of things. And one of those was, you know, figuring out something that the community needed or wanted. And it took 10 years. But the idea that uh, American Indian Movement people had met with community people and, and one of the needs was 
in the 70s, there was not one media, whether print or media, uh, radio or TV, that dealt with um, Pine Ridge Reservation as a, their community. Uh -huh. so they felt a radio would, I mean, the reservation is like 50 by 100 miles. So it stretches from maybe Slim Buttes in the southwest corner to Wombly up in the um, northeast corner. They're a long ways away. And so people felt radio would be a connection, a way to connect people from one end of the reservation to the other. So that was the idea. So people came together and built kind of a concrete block, uh, came together in the summer of 82 and built the building. Uh, it's on the side of Porcupine Butte, which is kind of the highest point on the reservation. The idea was to put it there. It's somewhat centrally located and tie to get the signal out to across the reservation. Right. They came together the summer of 82 and built the building. And, and by February, it was February 25th of 1983 when the station went on the air. And uh, probably I always mention this, that one of the key um, elements of that first day going on the air, the first DJ, his name was Calvin Tulance. And when he went on the air, he spoke in both Lakota and English. And that was really special revolutionary you know and in the late 1800s and early 1900s there had been an effort to basically assimilate lakota people what was it the save the man kill the indian yeah and you know kill the language kill the culture you know that type of thing ceremonies and spirituality and things like that so indoctrinate people and uh, Untie them yeah. from their culture. Yeah. And here it was in 1983 in radio station, and the first DJ spoke in both Lakota and English. That was historic for one and monumental. It was just really special. That was Kili, yeah. as Definitely. they would say. Extraordinary. Yep. Yep. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Immigrant Stories program. I'm your host, Walter Gallagher, and my interview today is with Tom Casey of Keeley Radio in Porcupine, South Dakota, on the Pine Ridge Reservation. Keeley and KDNK both had 40th birthdays this year. Thomas just described how Keeley Radio grew out of the Wounded Knee occupation some 10 years before the station was started. So that's how it began, and it began as... And, and in the end, you know, in the beginning, it was seemed deemed a AIM station, American Indian Movement station, which is kind of a a lightning rod in the community because sure. some people agreed with their tactics and so forth, others didn't. But even as Russell Means, who was probably involved in the beginning of the station, said in a meeting at Keeley that, you know, it, it became what we wanted it to be, was to be a community radio station. And and uh, one of the other founders of the station um, was uh, Mark Tilson. And, and he too felt he had kind of really large ideas of, of the station. 
of what it could do in that. And and as he he was involved in the very beginning of it in the operation and did shows and so forth. But in the end he realized that, that its best attribute or asset was it was a community radio station involved in the day-to-day -day life of people from one end of the reservation to the other. The day-to-day -day -day events, activities, celebrating different events, the culture was a language and music, um, but it was just, that was probably, he felt the biggest impact that it was a community radio station, so. Well, and you've been involved for almost 40 years in the radio station. Can you speak to whether that vision was realized? What, how, what kind of impact do you think Keeley Radio has had on, on Pine Ridge Reservation, the people of Pine Ridge? Well, you know, you take it for granted if you're doing it every day. You take it for granted about the impact that you have, you know, because you're not, you're just thinking of each day. It's, you know, as an FM radio station, you're subject to the whims of the weather. And there's been times when we've gone down. I mean, you've got, we have a 300 foot tower right outside the station and where the antennas up there and it's open to the elements. So whether it be wind or storms and lightning and things like that. So there's been times when we've gone down. We, we had a serious lightning hit and wiped out our antenna and transmission line and even our transmitter. And so we were down for weeks on end for a while. When you go down, that's when people realize yeah. that something that's part of their day-to-day -day life is not there. It's gone. So, right. you, you know, you'd get comments all the time about, I didn't realize you know, how much it was a part of my life until it was not there, you know. So we've worked through those things, you know. And you, you also have had had visitors from from the underground folks who live there, I understand. Weren't there a rattlesn uh, rattlesnake or two that kind of visited the station? Yeah. You're out yeah, on the had, plains. We're, we're right next to a uh, Portsmouth Van Butte, and they're, I think people have determined that there's a den of rattlesnakes on the butte. I'm not sure where, but it's on the butte. This became apparent. Uh, I mean, it's always been part of it because during the summer, you'd always come across one or two or three rattlesnakes during the summer that would come down and kind of visit the station. <laughs> um, but we, uh, uh, I'm trying to think how long ago it was. and Maybe it's been 10 years, but we had the road out in front of Keeley, that it's BIA Highway 27 is what it is. And they finally got around to redoing it. We were on the last stretch of this road from Highway 18 all the way to uh, Reservation North Border. And we were the last stretch. And so what happened, you know, you have these big earth moving machines. And during mm. that time, it seemed to keep everything unsettled. So the, instead the ground of having, was rumbling, right? The... Instead of having two or three snakes throughout the summer, <laughs> we had probably had at least one snake every day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the wind, the snow. Oh, and the snakes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, well, it, it was 
nerve wracking for some of our DJs. So talk about the content, some of the, the programs, because it's reflective of a, a, a whole different culture, a whole different world than, than uh, folks in other parts of the United States might understand. Give us a little idea what. Well, I mean, we're a community radio station, so we reflect the community, obviously, of what's going on in the community and the different events and activities and that. But in, in addition to that, we were in a, an area that doesn't have a whole lot of resources. Many community and public radio stations really depend upon their listeners for support. And we've struggled in that area. We've had support, but not a lot of monetary support. And, and we struggled to get that support. So we've gotten the support in other ways. We've worked very closely with tribal programs and other nonprofits throughout the, uh, on the reservation. And so we'll do an underwriting contract with them where they'll, they'll do a weekly or bi-monthly show and we work out an annual contract. And so we've been able to raise anywhere from 75 to 150 and sometimes $200,000 a year through underwriting. And so our program also reflects that. On Monday, we can have, um, we can have the OST Health Education. That's the Ogallala Sioux Tribe Health and yes. Education. Health right. Education, we want to do a show. We've had a horse show on uh, Monday evening where it comes, it's focused on horses, whether it be horse racing on the reservation or it would be um, horse rides, like uh, a memorial ride or um, crazy horse ride in early June. Then there's a sobriety ride. So they'll talk about that. Um, most recently, we've there's been a, a kind of an added event to the rodeo circle is um, rodeo circuit is Indian relays. And so we have a number of Indian relay teams on Pine Ridge. So we have a horse show that's had a horse show that's on five o'clock on Mondays. On, on Tuesdays, we've had um, on Petaluto Tipi, which is a treatment facility. And so they'll come on and do an hour show every week. We have the Ogasu Tribes Tribal Education Agency. And they'll do a show at Tuesday at one o'clock in the afternoon. Um, Oglala Coach College does a show at four o'clock on Tuesday. Um, Pine Ridge Area Chamber of Commerce does a show at five o'clock on Tuesday. And that's how it goes. Oglala, Oglala Coach Housing Authority does a show at nine o'clock on Wednesday morning. Yeah, um, that, that, so, that's so, all well and good. That that stuff so, is informative. What about that other part, the, the music and the sports part? That, well, we certainly have a, a portion of our music programming is traditional music both traditional Lakota music as well as contemporary um, indigenous or native music from across the country that we do that all the time. Um, and, and we're eclectic as far as our music programming. And we, we have, you know, from one end, end of the continuum to the other, um, we'll have uh, traditional Lakota and, and other indigenous and traditional music. We'll have um, country, well, rock and roll, Hip hop and rap, even a little blues and jazz, and You're so the, you, across, you were the blues and jazz guy early on, right? I, I mm. that's when I first came on. I came on the radio. Uh, I was working with Oglala Coast College, and I was 
did their public relations and that and took me a couple of years but I thought well we got this radio station so in 85 I hooked up a show called On the Road with Oglala Coast College we it was Sunday night eight to midnight and we'd start with an interview interview of a staff member or an instructor member of faculty or administration or student and would do that and then we'd do blues and jazz and <laughs> it, it was interesting in that I'd get calls some when are you going to take that shot music off the air <laughs> and so I mean there are people who are used to a country and western oh yeah you're playing and, to a different crowd yeah right blues and jazz and the the good thing about it, the station was invested in it because it offered another variety of music and hit another audience, you know. And so I came, I would come play blues and jazz. And and here was something that was, you know, enlightened me. I, I didn't, you know, part of jazz, you can do a variety of things. But uh, one night I started playing big band music. You uh -huh. know, I, I thought, okay, we'll do some big band. And I didn't realize... I learned, but I didn't realize at the time that I was hitting a nerve uh, uh, that I had these calls from people who said, that was our music yeah. in the fifties. That was our music then. That was the music of the day. And so it really took them back, whether it be Tommy Dorsey or Duke Ellington or, you know, all this big band music. And I just never knew. I mean, I just wasn't, you know, I wasn't from that era and that. So every Sunday night I'd play some big band music, you know, and it really touched part of the community, which I didn't know about, you know, until I did it. So, so we have, you know, like I said, an eclectic bit of music from all kinds of music. And so that's part of our programming. Um, we've done sports as well. We do every year over a hundred girls and boys basketball games. Um, we do one tournament. It's uh, called the Lakota Nation Invitational. It's in December. It goes four days. It started with eight teams. It moved to 12 teams. Then it moved to 16 teams. And this past two years, it's been 24 teams, 24 wow. girls and 24 boys teams. So the last two years, we broadcast eight games a day. For four days <laughs> start at eight in the morning and go to then the last games at eight or nine at night well and you're, you're the voice of uh keely sports for the most part right well out of the eight game i'm i'm kind of an old guy but out of those games i do i have a partner and we do five of the games you do the first three in the morning and the last two at night then we have another crew that comes in and does the middle three so that's for four straight days who's your sidekick his name's Stacy Phelps. Stacy, yeah. So, um, but you tra you've traveled all over the state, don't you? We have, yeah. That That's just one tournament in the beginning of the season. Yeah, we've gone from one end of the state to the other. We've gone, certainly in Rapid City, we've gone to um, Aberdeen, up in the north-central part of the state. We've been to Sioux Falls. We've been down in the southeast corner to... Um, Dakota Valley is a team that we are a school that we covered there. Is, but we, yeah, we've gone from one end of the state to the other covering, you know, rolling in to cover basketball teams that come from Pine Ridge Reservation. We have five high schools on the reservation, um, Red Cloud, Pine Ridge, 
Lakota Tech now, new and Little Wound and Crazy Horse, five schools on the res. But there are some schools on the next door reservation in Rosebud. We cover White River, Todd County, and St. Francis. So there's three more teams there. So talk about what what basketball means to the folks on Pine Ridge and surrounding reservations. Basketball is huge. Speak it, it to is that. huge. It's a, a really quick, high-moving game, run and gun. Um, it, it really is. And it's a highlight of every season. Um, you know, it starts in early December and it goes to middle of March. <laughs> if you, you know, and you work towards certainly the Lakota nation is a high point in the beginning of the season for many teams, but they're part of South Dakota and they want to get to the state tournament and do well at the state tournament. So, and so that's the middle of March when you have the state tournaments. So uh, this- when everybody else is off the roads because of inclement weather, uh, blizzards and such black ice uh tom casey and stacy phelps are in their car driving hundreds of miles to games right we have done that yes yes <laughs> yes that- i have different partners raul bradford and todd o'brien and tolly plume and and now stacy i've gone through a different a few partners on the way and a few cars yeah. i understand is that well i'm my nickname's Crash, and, and it, is that where reason. you is that where you got your nickname out there, on the road? Right now, my tally totals uh, twenty nine deer, eleven horses, four cows, three big owls, uh, three yeah, three big owls, uh, three wild turkeys, a sheep, and two coyotes. Oh, Tom, that's the total. That's why. That's where I picked up the name Crash. Well, well, talk about why. Why that? I mean, you have to kind of describe the the road and the terrain there. You know, it's usually two lane roads, and yeah, they're usually narrow two lane roads and um, rural country roads. No fence. There's a <laughs> there's a debate on the reservation whether or not there's open prairie, open range, or not. And although there are laws on the books to say that, no, there's not open prairie, open range, you need to keep your animals, your horses and your cows fenced. That doesn't always happen. So you can be driving down the road at 1130 or midnight and come across a cow or two on the road or horses on the road. And I've hit 11 of them. And I don't recommend ever hitting one horse. Um, they're, you know, they're a little high. You can cut the legs off and oh, the body Tom. <laughs> in your lap in the, through the windshield. And then so wonder your you're alive, dude. I mean, really. Well, I've been through a few lives, you know. Let's take it full circle. Impact on the community. Keely Radio. I mean, one of the things I've done is connected people from one end of the reservation to the other. I said it's a 50 by 100 mile geography. So it allowed people in Slim Buttes in the far southwestern corner to relate and to connect with people. On the radio, you hear, you'll hear a birthday honoring. You'll hear somebody who graduated an honoring song for them. So you're connected. Every day you can hear Lakota songs on the radio. Every day you can hear Lakota language on the radio. The station has been involved in celebrating, celebrating 
being Lakota. The language, the music, the culture, and the way of life. That's what it is. The DJs are all Lakota, and it's a celebration of being Lakota. And, and I think that's really important. How do you stay positive and stay in the game? I mean, uh, your middle name seems to be persistent. Persistence. You well. You get you up know, every day and look at the at the bright side, but you've dealt with some real challenges in I, your I, life. I have a. I can remember a time in Wounded Knee. There's a lower housing in Wounded Knee. I lived there for a while, um, and it was at the end of the day. So the sun was going down and there had been cloud cover. And you know how the sun gets there in between the cloud cover and the horizon. And there is this golden glow. Yeah. And I was standing at the north end of the lower housing. And I looked down in there and there were all these kids, anywhere from two to eight or nine or ten years old. They were teaming all around that whole street, kids all over. And I went, you know, there's the future. There's the future right there. Every one of those kids has the potential to change the world. And, but they have to be, there has to be a support system for them. They have to have a family and support and be nurtured and loved. And, and, and that has to happen. And that's a every day, day in, day out happening. That was Tom Casey. General Manager and Development Directors for Keeley Radio. Keeley celebrating its 40th birthday alongside KDNK. If you'd like to hear the rest of my interview with Tom, go to kdnk.org and look for Immigrant Stories in the Public Affairs section. You can also access it at immigrantstories.net or on Apple Podcasts. Let's take it out on a birthday song sung by the Porcupine Singers. Dokshake. Thanks for listening. <laughs>